Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, Paulson Ong, and he comes to us with a background in engineering, but is now actually a, a financial advisor. So, uh, Paulson, if you do want mind sharing a little bit about what you're doing right now, and then we'll get into your, your backstory and what you were like as a kid. So what are you up to now? Yeah, sure. sure. And first off, thank you, Luki, for having me as a guest on the show and uh, excited to be here and uh, with, with the audience. And yeah, just uh, very quickly, I, I am a financial advisor for a independent uh, firm. It is a business and practice that I run myself. And uh, I work with uh, individuals, um, helping them uh, map out what their life goals, visions, uh, what their objectives are, and uh, really helping them build a plan to actually achieve uh, a lot of those goals. So it's, it's uh, been a very... I would say a very rewarding career from a just a being able to see people as they go through life and uh, walking with them through it, and uh, at the same time, uh, really uh, making sure that we're lining up money pieces as well, and uh, that that money is able to uh, help people fulfill uh, what they want to set themselves up to do. So cool. yeah, that's what I do in a really quick nutshell. <laughs> Sounds good. So why don't we go back in time and, and kind of ask, uh, what was Paulson like as a kid? So were there any kind of fond memories growing up uh, in terms of like, like interest or whatever? So what was Paulson like mm -hmm. as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's interesting because I, I think when I think about my life, there were a lot of different phases. Uh, <laughs> so, so as a kid, I, um, I was a, uh, in an arts program, I guess I'll start okay. there. Uh, so I was really exposed to a lot of the arts. Um, I, I went to a, a art school and as, as such, I was one of those guys that was in, in tights, dancing, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, did acting classes uh, and then visual arts. And, but especially I'd say music was uh, really what, what was my passion, right? Okay. I I'd, uh, played piano like a lot of Asians <laughs> I think uh, since a really young age and I was actually in the uh, like the Toronto competitive scene oh wow you know competitive scene for a while so so that was kind of my thing for for a long time growing up uh, a lot of uh, arts music uh, I ended up going to a, uh, a high school that was focused in on the arts as well where I, okay. I majored in uh, double bass so that was a lot of fun as well uh, yeah yeah yeah. So how, how does one go from arts into kind of where you are now? So, so before we get into that, like yeah. how much of the arts decision was yours versus your, your parents um, mm -hmm. kind of getting into that? Because, well, uh, mm -hmm. no offense to the arts, but it's not the typical Asian thing. It's, it's typically like doctor, lawyer, engineer, <laughs> and yeah. most uh, parents don't want their, their kids to become like a potential starving artist or whatever. So was that <laughs> the case or is that just stereotypes or, or, or how did you end up in that, in that initial art scene? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, I'd say definitely parents was a big factor in it. And I, I think um, uh, a lot of it was, uh, you know, being coming from an immigrant family where mm -hmm. I think at home, uh, Chinese was our first language, right? I, I spoke Mandarin at home. And uh, it, it, it was interesting because I think when my, eventually it got to a place where uh, I think going into to, to senior kindergarten or grade one, 
I, my English wasn't very good, right? And I think uh, at that time, my parents wanted me to, to expose me to, to, you know, help me catch up, per se, and, and just self-expression, and especially with other kids. And I think uh, they wanted to kind of push me along. And, uh, 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 and one of the things that they drew me into was uh, piano, right? And it was something that my, both my younger sister and I started from a pretty young age. I think I was uh, five or six uh, when I first started piano. So one thing kind of led to another, like my, my piano teacher ended up teaching in an art school. And then, um, and we knew, you know, uh, his families from church that ended up going into the same programs. And then they, they saw that, you know, there were opportunities for me to kind of improve and be more expressive. And, and one thing led to another, and I ended up uh, just going for the audition and somehow making it in. So cool. that was kind of, it, it wasn't all, you know, planned out. I, I don't think right. that was. Uh, the case, but I think uh, it, it definitely led to a childhood that was a lot of fun, right? I think I got to just see a lot of different things and just kind of know in life that, that, yes, we always did the whole math and all that stuff. I was involved in <laughs> Kumon and uh, you know all that fun stuff, but at the same time, uh, Chinese school, and but at, at the same time, there was also the other side being school, which was uh, a lot of art and, and seeing a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different kinds of children that actually uh, enriched my you know, understanding and, and worldview uh, further, even from a young age, right? Because uh, definitely was not exposed to all of that uh, being, you know, growing up in North York in Toronto, where uh, it's in, in Scarborough, which is uh, predominantly uh, a lot of Asians, right? So, so th going through that, I think, uh, was was very helpful in my childhood. For for sure, and and I'm even more curious. So, you, you had all that uh, mm -hmm. self expression and and the opportunity to do all that sort of stuff, but then you yeah. ultimately do an undergrad in engineering. So, so yeah. how does that happen? So, you're you're in art school in, in mm -hmm. high school, mm -hmm. uh, majoring in, in double bass, and and somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get into engineering. So, so what's the yeah. thought process around that? Yeah, that I think was where the uh, Asian side kicked in. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I, I remember this uh, vividly in the, in the sense that I, I, I was uh, 17 at the time, I think, um, okay. where I, I actually, I, I was talking to my piano teacher and, and he actually had a, um, he, he set up basically that there was an opportunity if I wanted to, to actually pursue a, a, a undergraduate in, in music, right? Okay. And I, it was something that did, I, I, you know, when I looked at it, I, I felt that it was something that I could have done, right? But I, when I stretched things out, I, it just didn't seem like the, I, I knew that, you know, I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was good, but not good enough to be international, not good enough to be really rising okay. to the top. In, in that sense. And I knew that the career for me would have been um, a lot more just pursuing more and more education in a sense, yeah. right? And, and though it would have been a very fulfilling life, I think I wanted to see something else, right? And, and my grades at the time were, were good enough that it, it allowed me to have options, right? I, yeah. I was, you know, uh, especially going to the latter half of high school, I'd say it, it was a, um, it was good enough that I had options to kind of see and explore and see where it is that I wanted life to take. Right. And I, 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 I wasn't entirely sure that engineering was going to be what drew me in, but I knew that 
that through and just from you know people around me that engineering was a discipline that opened doors in the sense mm-hmm. just because it mirrored um, science, practical thinking, uh, and 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 to actual real life uh, problem solving in a sense. So that was something that attracted uh, me a lot, and I I felt that it, it would allow me to just keep developing my mind and to keep experiencing new things. And that, that was one of the, the things that I learned, I think, at the time, which was to, to really have the ability to adapt, welcome change, and uh, keep going with it. So made the difficult decision to give up music at that time and to, to kind of pursue, especially in the 12th grade, to really push it to, to try to get into uh, uh, engineering school, in a sense. And, and we'll probably get into whether or not you truly gave it up or like you still dabble uh, every now and then. But talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. that decision for engineering. So, so, you, so mm-hmm. you pick engineering. Did you have a sense of what you wanted to do as an engineer? Or is it literally like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go there, I'll figure it out along the way and, 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 and find something? It, it, what was the, the kind of mentality mm-hmm. as, as you uh, pick that degree? It was definitely the latter, um, yeah. especially with the discipline I, I, I picked. And I... People, when people ask me, like, what kind of engineering discipline were you in? I, I'm always a little hesitant to go into it, but I, <laughs> it's because, uh, so I, I, I ended up pursuing a degree in uh, nanotech engineering. Okay. And which at the time was a brand new program, uh, being offered, uh, at Waterloo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it was brand new, but what drew me in was that it was cutting edge, that mm-hmm. it was uh, completely new. And it was a combination of all of the different science disciplines, right? There was chemistry, biology, uh, uh, circuitry, physics, all of that, all tied together with lots of math and, and theoretical studies. And for me, it, it was kind of that new toy that you see that you go, wow, it's so cool. It's cutting <laughs> the edge. Shiny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nanotech, right? Uh, which whoa right what does that even mean so i definitely <laughs> had <laughs> so so you know when i went in i remember going into to the university for for that tour in, in grade 12 and i and the vision that they had like they they were just saying like there's so much hap- going to happen in it that i felt like th- that it would just be you know the place where the most options would lay right i i didn't exactly know what i was getting myself into i fully right. admit uh, but I, I just felt that it would open doors and uh, it would allow me to see more, right? And it was in that spirit that I said, "Cool, let's go for it." Yeah. Cool. So, so, so you're there, and and you mm-hmm. see the, the the bright shiny campus with this bright uh, shiny new program and kind of uh, bright eyed mm-hmm. and detail ready to do that. And then you start taking the the, the courses, and and did yeah. it shape up to be what you wanted? Was it kind of as you expected, or were there different things along the way? Because obviously you mm-hmm. ended up uh, in, in finance, in financial mm-hmm. advisory. So did yeah. that happen kind of early in, in the uh, university career or did it kind of uh, happen afterwards? So what was that journey like? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was uh, there. First, I'd say like first year was a, a lot of fun uh, for me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so got to meet a lot of great people, a lot of great friends, uh, people that I'm still you know, very close with uh, to the state, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, I think that that uh, reality definitely hit. <laughs> I think uh, second year on, and then and where uh, uh, things got harder, a lot harder. Okay. And uh, on one hand, on the other, I'd say that um, there was also a a something that set in, which was that this brand new shiny cutting edge program 
was equated to basically seven hours in a lab every other week, right? Okay. Which for that, and if you were to pursue a, a career in that, and it basically equated to more research, more degrees, and a lot more lab work, right? Which, which is great, I think, in terms of pushing science. But for me, I felt like, oh, man, there must be more, more to it than, than just uh, labs, right? And, and nothing against labs. They're great. And I think people that I have lots of friends that kept going in it and, and have done very well. And, and, you know, I have a friend that's uh, in the U.S. Uh, working on, on, on drug delivery for like solving cancer or things like that. Right. And cool. it's, they're great problems to, to tackle. I, it just I, I felt like it wasn't moving at the pace that I wanted to. And, and, and that's why I, I kind of said, cool, let's I started it. Let's finish it. But let's, you know, take it for what it is and then move on to a different chapter. So, so that for me was a very exciting time. I still look back on it fondly. I uh, had a great time in, in school, but uh, yeah, life kept going. Cool. So, so you decided to finish this program, just kind of mm -hmm. like, okay, let, let's um, mm -hmm. make, make sure that we, we get the most out of this experience. And then since mm -hmm. you've now graduated, you probably have a, a couple of co-ops underneath your belt. So you have yep. a bit of work experience. Uh, did any of them kind of turn you on to kind of the next phase in life? Or what was the journey to go from like nanotech, which is supposed to be like lab and research and stuff of like that into what you're doing now? Like how, how did that uh, process come about? Yeah, it's uh, another complete three, I'd say 180 in a sense, right? <laughs> sure. um, I, I, I'll say that that a lot of my uh, co-op placements, I, I ended up, especially the latter half of the co-op placements, I ended up going into banking a lot more. Okay. And I think um, Is that partially, you think, or are you unconscious uh, somehow? I think in, it was, I was exploring, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think I co-ops for me was a lot of exploration. And mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I saw be. that. Yeah. And it, it was perfect in that sense, right? You got to try a lot of things very quickly and then say, cool took it and went somewhere else, right? So I, I ended up working a stint um, in a you know a manufacturing plant, uh, worked a bit in a, a kind of um, government work, uh, spent had a co-op in Ottawa, um, doing that with policies, defining what nanotech is and all that stuff. That was a lot of fun. Um, and, then, uh, and then towards the latter half, I, I started going more and more into banking and actual that element of, of the entire economy and system mm -hmm. and and yeah i i think it, it part it it was what opened the, the door in a way to to something a little bit different than what i was used to especially growing up um my you know my my uh, family was largely not involved in i guess uh professional work in canada so 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 it kind of it, it allowed me to really peer into different workplaces and environments and see different things at the same time get closer towards working with numbers working in teams working with people and whatnot so that was i think one of the starting blocks and i think the other part was that that there was a i always had an interest that kind of grew during co-op which was yeah. uh, to to invest money on the side and uh, i took i would take you know some not all some of the co-ops earnings that I'd made and, and, you know, invest in the stock market and just learn and play and whatnot, like probably a lot of students, right? And, and yeah, it, it kind of was an interest that grew, right? And, and, and I, I figured, you know what, if 
I liked doing it for myself, then why not see if there's a, a career in doing it for other people? And, and I think along the way, I, I learned a lot more. I was definitely humbled uh, in terms of the amount of knowledge and, and what I knew back then was really, it was crazy to, to make some of those decisions. But at the same time, I think that that, um, that was the beginning of what led me to pursue a, a career in the advisory business. So, yeah. so, so talk to us a little about, about that switch. So mm-hmm. you've already made like one kind of switch mm-hmm. in your life from arts to, to engineering. And I don't know how mm-hmm. much the the parental discussion was uh, on that mm-hmm. but then now there's mm-hmm. another one from engineering to kind of the, the financial world what was yeah. the, the discussions that happened around there or was there a lot of discussions with, with with family and friends and things like that or is it mostly just just yourself and, and figuring things out it was uh a lot of discussion i think definitely between me and myself that, that was a big decision that i mm-hmm. i had to make to to try and see how that would go where that would go I think at the time, uh, my then uh, girlfriend, now wife, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a lot of deep conversations on 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 it as well, and uh, she really supported me, and I think uh, to to pursue it as well, and and especially since there's an entrepreneurial aspect to it, mm-hmm. and I, I that attracted me to it as well. I knew that. Um, like my father's in business, I, I think um, you know there are people around me that are in business, and it was something that that I naturally gravitate towards, right? Um, in in terms of making a, a mark and and just owning a, a my own practice, right? So that 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 drew me to it as well, and and wanting to build and work with people, work with teams, work with um, numbers, and 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 the financial markets, right? And I think that that was kind of my thinking going into it and and as it went you know there were different ideas and thoughts that ended up shaping me and, and like I said humbling me as well cool so so how do you get that that education and that smarts on the mm-hmm. uh ad- advisory side the, the investment mm-hmm. side so I mean obviously there's the folks mm-hmm. that the dabble they they mm-hmm. go to the smart stock talk market they they mm-hmm. look at blogs and stuff and say oh mm-hmm. we should try that this is a hot stock and pick and whatever yeah. right yeah. And then there's the other people who went, they did a full-on undergrad and and, mm-hmm. and learned kind of the basics of mm-hmm. uh, micro macro and all that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. how do you kind of catch up to them? Or did you have like a different approach to kind of learning how, how to invest? And then what's kind of your um, mm-hmm. process to actually like kind of pick a, a firm to, to get into and, and, and move on? So, so um, I guess the question is like, how did you get smart about the, the whole uh, mm-hmm. financial advisory so that you could be comfortable doing it for yourself and then other people as well? Yeah, I uh, met a great mentor. Actually. Okay, that's long story short, and um, it was a uh, coming out of school. Uh, I ended up going into a firm, uh, and and at the time, and met a great mentor that had built a practice, a very successful practice, and uh, a lot of it was just mirroring, you know, a lot of things that that he did, right, mm. and uh, learning. Just how 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 to talk to people, how to, uh, and it was a lot of you know things were brand new, right? In, in the sense that here I am, a young twenty-something, what at the time twenty-three-year-old out of school, talking with people that are fifty-five and say, "Hey, hand me your life savings. I'm gonna help <laughs> <Right>. you <laughs> guide you through retirement." And it, it it was very hard, right? I think that um, having the 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 team. And having a great mentor definitely went a long way. 
uh, mirroring um, just what other people did, taking the best of what they did, and uh, learning on the on the spot on the fly. That allowed me to to really grow and develop, right? And uh, over the years, uh, you you start seeing and learning patterns, and uh, there's more knowledge that that definitely comes along the way. And yeah, it, it always uh, surprises me a little bit sometimes when I think back how little I knew back then. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, like like having a team to back you up is is so important, and and being able to find just people that you can look up to uh, in that team so important because uh that gives you that 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 milestone of saying hey this is where i want to get to and right. uh who who i can be become if i choose to be right so yeah those are very important blocks and times in my life for, for sure i'm a huge uh, advocate of mentorship so to be able mm -hmm. to find people that you can kind of have as a role model and then probably sh share and impart their their wisdom and experience and then uh, that doesn't mean that you won't have a, a few mistakes along the way or a lot of mistakes along the way but but at least there's uh, someone to kind of uh, ask mm -hmm. for, for guidance and wisdom so what would you mm -hmm. say is some of the, the key the swipe the stuff I wish I knew earlier mm -hmm. that you could give to yourself I don't know maybe what was the, some of the earliest one like in 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 high school or earlier would you have some and in university would you have some and then later on or like as, as we kind of go through uh, your, mm -hmm. your uh, life, what are some of the uh, kind of key milestones that you'd want to give yourself um, some swipe to? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. It was actually one that I, I thought about uh, coming into to, uh, this chat with you, Luki, that I, I think for me, a lot of my childhood was actually shaped by just what I saw, right? And I think this mm -hmm. is probably the same for, for everyone, that there's a lot of uh, cultural and, and uh, there's a lot of background and things that you seem to be true, right? Uh, in, in life that, that you, you just take it as a truth, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that as you, you progress through things, like one of the things that I, I think I, I wish I knew earlier is actually uh, uh, is, is the, just the willingness to try more and more new things mm. right I, I think that that yes i did make a lot of changes in my life and maybe more than some people but i'd say that that i i wish that i actually tried things more things and i tried mm. them faster and i i didn't have the fear of failing and the fear of being wrong right because i those are things that i think shackled me right mm. and so that fear and, and especially i think it's common um Especially with with people from the Asian background, I, I you know, I, there's always that that element of like you work hard in life and you get what you you know you reap your reward, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I I think that that working hard is great, that grinding, that all of that is great. But I think there's also that element, and this is something that I I really resonated with your first book is just that the willingness to try new things, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 just keep going for it. And I I think that I. In my career, uh, you know, eventually what I ended up doing, you, if you fast forward a couple of years uh, from when I entered, first entered the wealth industry, I actually got burnt out, right? Mm -hmm. And and I, you know, it just wasn't exciting for me anymore. I felt like meeting people, uh, the more clients I met, although I it was an honor for me to be with them in their lives and, you know, walking them, having been with some of them for a couple of years, right? Um, to be in that place uh, where you're almost like a family member, right? I'd 
go over to visit a client and then we'd have, we'll chat over like, they'll make like cookies for me and it'll be great. We'll have tea, <laughs> talk about life and then, you know, dive into financial topics. And it was wonderful, but there was, it was getting stale for me in the sense mm. that it felt like it was the same. Right. And, and every client you saw, every person you saw, it was like, Oh, more the same kind of uh, saying the same things over and over again, in a sense, right. To different people. And it got stale. Right. And I think that there is a part of me that wish that I welcomed change faster because I, I ended up uh, having the opportunity to, to, to go into technology for a bit of time. And then before I actually made the decision to actually jump back into to wealth. But it, it, um, I think that element of saying like, yes to change, yes to change, yes to change, that's what keeps you going and, 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 and allows you to see more, right? And the more you see, and you, you, you don't know what you don't know in life. Right. And, and the more you expose yourself to, the more you can start to to see hints of the things in the shadows, right? So um, talking with people, like just getting perspective on life, that, uh, meeting different types of people from different cultural backgrounds, different education backgrounds, mm-hmm. so important, right? And that's shaped me a lot as well these past couple of years, uh, just meeting a lot of different people in different parts of life and seeing the journey and, and stories that they've gone through right so so yeah that's something that i would i would definitely encourage yeah a couple of things that came to mind uh, as you were talking there is i mean uh, folks know that i love quotes but uh, one that came to mind was the the only constant is change so being mm-hmm. comfortable with that with that discomfort is one of those key things mm-hmm. that uh, i mean when you change things are uncomfortable they're they're you're growing uh, getting out of your shell uh, mm-hmm. And another quote that I found was uh, like, discomfort is the currency of success, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for you to be successful in things, you often have to go through that change. You have to go through a, a, a period where, mm, I don't know if this is quite right. Is this exactly for me? That sort of thing. And then uh, hopefully you don't get to the point where you burn out because <laughs> that's always a, a thing that you have to watch and make sure that you uh, have a bit of control over. But um, if, if you kind of mitigate a little bit about risk and, and take some of that change, uh, there, there's a lot of great opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of your other points is to uh, explore, right? And, and mm-hmm. kind of have those diverse set of experience, meet those diverse set of people, because oftentimes if you kind of hang around the same uh, people and do the same things, you get more of the same, right? But if you kind exactly. of expose yourself into different situations and say, you know what, why don't I try that? Why don't I go there? Why don't I meet that person mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have otherwise uh connected with then i think that would be a a a great set of uh kind of learnings and thoughts for for folks so uh are there any other kind of uh words of wisdom or or other swipe that you want to share or what are some of the uh, future aspirations that folks can uh, look forward to, to seeing from you in the future yeah yeah for sure uh i'd say that that uh other spikes i'd say include um just be very willing to try different things right some for for me like uh, and, and, and my wife, I'd say, because uh, she's really integral in a lot of the decisions that we end up making as a family. But mm-hmm. just the, the willingness to try something completely different is sometimes the most enriching thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had the opportunity to, and we said yes to this, to actually do, do uh, some volunteer work for about four months in Asia mm-hmm. and, and a pretty remote part of Asia, I'd say. And that has been one of the most found, foundational parts in, in shaping just who we are today, right? 
And I, I, I think that, that, that if you had asked me years earlier, if I would be willing to you know, pull four months out of a life, out of whatever to go do something completely different, I would say, no, right? No way, right? right? Like, right. <laughs> but, but saying yes to it was just so cool. I got to live in Asia for four months, and that was awesome, right? Just to be able to see something completely different like that. So I, I think that um, sometimes it, it took, it, it takes completely breaking out of your comfort zone, which is what that was in a way for me, <laughs> to really for you to, to come out of it a lot better, right? And, and I, I think that for any person that has uh, any, like has ever thought about what, if, what would it be like to just drop everything, go somewhere else, experience it, and then come back, go for it, 100%. You won't regret that. So that's a spike that I think that I, I, I wish I did earlier and I, I wish it upon anyone who has those aspirations. And in terms of future, future dreams, I, 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 it's, it's actually interesting because I, I really want to make a mark in the advisory business in the sense mm-hmm. that when I look at um, a lot of the faces in, in the advisory today, they're, they're usually similar demographics, similar age, similar... You know, it, there is a, uh, a right answer in a sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 and it's something that I want to, I, I want to help break, especially for the next generation of people coming. I know that, um, especially our city, Toronto, is, is just rapidly changing. There's a lot of different types of people, with a variety of backgrounds and stories that are coming. I feel like it's it's really time to to make a change in that sense and. I'm really excited to to really push on and and to really work with more and more uh, uh, people that I I feel like you know they become really life partners in a sense that where you actually journey through life with them and and really making sure that the money part is uh, working uh, just as hard as they are, but uh, they at, at the same time um, I think it's it's about just making a, a, a impact in the community as well. I think that's so important and giving back wherever possible. For sure. And, and that's one reason why we got connected. And well, obviously, mm-hmm. like we got connected because um, I, I know your wife from our past lives mm-hmm. in a career um, working together, but mm-hmm. but also because of kind of your uh, vision for kind of mm-hmm. helping with financial literacy and education and just mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the growth and wealth management and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And for those that, that are familiar, uh, Paulson and I are, are writing a book together and uh, he'll have uh, some of his insights upcoming in the chapters of the book yeah so look forward to that in, in the coming um coming weeks coming months depending on when you listen to this or it might be out already <laughs> if you're uh looking back in the archives but uh yeah mm-hmm. thanks so much paulson for sharing your story and insights and hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode to dive a little bit more into kind of the, the financial and investment mm-hmm. world um but yeah where, where can folks uh, connect with you if they want to reach out to you yeah uh the easiest place is uh, probably linkedin and uh just Search for my name, Paulson Ong, in uh, LinkedIn, and uh, you will find me, I'm sure. That's awesome. So thanks, Paulson, for, for uh, joining us as, as a guest, and uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to having you back in a future episode. Yeah, thank you, Luki. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Glad to be uh, on the show and, and looking forward to future partnerships and collaborations. Sounds good. Thanks, Paulson. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. 
And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.